0: Yeah, This
1: is the, the Relevant Podcast. It's episode 1122, 1122. 1122. Two. And it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Caring. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, Dow? And in Los Angeles. You know from Social Club Misfits. It's Marty. What's up? Emily is once again down for the count with a migraine, so she won't be joining us on this on today's show. So, our thoughts and prayers. Uh, but you know, not having Emily <laughs> on the show, I can bring up my Orlando Magic. Can we talk mm. about the number two team in the mm. East, number three team in the NBA, Orlando Magic? Top oh, defense. Wow. Thank you very why much.
2: Why are we gonna talk about them,
1: Derek? Your team, don't be salty just because the Pistons are the worst team in the NBA and maybe of all time. Don't be hey, hey,
2: We on a 14 <laughs> game losing streak right now. <laughs> so it's rough. Please it's don't rough. throw any more fire on me, bro. Yeah, There's no need. I've and,
1: and and then like just the other day the Lakers <laughs> had the worst loss. They lost by like 44 man. points. the worst loss in LeBron's life. You, un- you understand the same day <sighs> that the Pistons lost their 14 straight game and the Lakers had the worst loss of LeBron's career. How hard it was to not text y'all <laughs> and glow. Oh my god! But, but, but here, y'all have been so kind to me when the magic were terrible that I I was I had the text ready and I didn't send it.
3: I had. I feel like I'm a I'm a reasonably sophisticated sports fan. Uh-huh. I had to yeah, Google sure. this morning if Orlando was in the still in the in season tournament. The NBA, uh, the tiebreakers uh, thing. Yeah, we were three the and one. NBA has made this in season tournament. The most complicated thing I've ever, like, it, it, one, I don't even know when it's happening, when it's not happening. Like but, it, but,
1: it's, but it was a success because on the last day, which was uh, last Tuesday, uh, when all the final games were planned, you had Orlando fans tuning in to an otherwise meaningless Toronto-Brooklyn game uh-huh. and caring Genius. in the middle of, in like late November.
3: Genius. So, they're, right
1: there, it's a success. You need, you
3: need a spreadsheet and a calculator and to 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 figure out even you know what games is of any consequence like yeah. well now it gets easier because the real tournament could be, it starts, could, so. all I'm saying it could be done so much I you need it. an engineering degree to figure out who you need to cheer for they'll, t- night they'll tweak
1: it they'll tweak it yeah, I think I, the yeah. point differential thing kind of got wonky where. Games were ending at different times and teams had an advantage to say like, oh, I know if we win by X amount, we make it in. It just they kind of threw the game. But I feel like
3: the fun of the tournament is you win, you stay, you lose, you're out. Like it's very it seems it seems like they have complicated something Uh incredibly, incredibly simple. You know, it's like it's like if you go through. But now it's
1: at that stage now that they've done the eight when this show's coming out. The, the Now the final eight and final four is happening, and then it's just win and go home, you know, win or go it's, home.
3: So. It's, like, it's like calling it, it, your your doctor's office to, to, to confirm an appointment. <laughs> something that's very simple. Hey, <laughs> you there tomorrow. Press one. See you there. If blah, exactly. Blah, 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 press you've overcomplicated two, blah, something. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> a very simple thing that has just been overcomplicated. Thanks. I'm
1: just happy. Yeah. Just you're happy. entering your,
3: you know, your insurance member card ID and it's like, I don't know, who, who, who has, who knows that? Where, where, you know, I don't know. Right.
1: <laughs> you don't like change. Be there tomorrow. You're, you're a Yeah. You? <laughs>
2: I enjoy. Uh, well, I enjoy the, it though. The, the uh, Bucks Heat game felt like a. It felt like a playoff game. Playoffs. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Excuse me. It felt like a championship game. Like those boys were. They were hooping. Like they were playing some real ball. Like it was some good games. I was surprised. You know, like the
1: winner of the in season tournament, every player and every coach on the winning team gets half a million dollars. I mm. was surprised that that was as much of an, as an incentive to these multimillionaires as it right. is because maybe I, the superstar, don't need that half million, but. Guy coming in between the G League and our yeah. end of our bench gets it. Our assistant coach gets it. So, like, oh, they're wow. fighting for, for the whole team to win. It's kind of cool to see the, you know, give some motivation. How far down the want.
3: coaching staff does it go? Like, ball boys, yeah, my level question, or, oh. you know, my I guess would I mean. be
1: anybody on the bench, like a bench oh, wow. level assistants. Cause a lot of teams, including Orlando, has a ton of player development staff and support staff that don't sit on the bench.
2: So I would yeah,
0: guess um, it's bench
2: coaches. Man, dang! I will be like, bro. It. Let me be a, 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 a foot coach. Let's show you how to. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, but I'll, I'll be just a foot coach. That, I'll just bring the Gatorade out. You right. Know? Yeah. Anyway, go, Magic
1: Hydration right. Coach. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talked to one of our favorite counselors, Deb Filada. We talked to her about specifically this time of year, busy family, all the stress. Uh, how do we set and maintain healthy boundaries? How do we stay on top of our mental health time of year? You don't want to miss that conversation. It's coming up later. And also at the end of the show, I told you last week we do a second edition. We're doing Ask the Cast holiday edition where you bring us your Christmas or holiday conundrums. We give you sage advice on how to handle <laughs> the situations. It went really well in the last show, so we're bringing it back. All right. Stay tuned up next. it Slices. You're listening to Laura Elliott. The song is T-Shirt. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in.
0: Amazing. Did not disappoint.
3: Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting.
0: You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4.
1: Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for.
3: Slices! What do you have, Jesse? All right. um, I have a slice that I thought the news story that I'm presenting was the slice. But this is one of those weird slices where the slice is the slice. And, and mm-hmm. let me explain here.
2: <laughs>
3: I was promised a story that I'm going to read. I'm going to read the, the headline that says, uh, uh, surviving the apocalypse colon one in three Americans confident. They'll be the last one standing. Very interesting because one I in think three, one in three, That's crazy. Mm. Well, that's what it, it, exactly like. Oh, I got to dig into this. This is very interesting. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I used to watch Preppers, one of my favorite shows, right. <laughs> one of the best shows ever. And yeah, I don't know if you guys remember Preppers. It's uh-huh. great. I watch a lot of suri- Apocalypse Survival shows. Uh, so I was really excited to dig into this. And so I started reading some of the numbers and they're given the percentage. Then I get to this paragraph. According to Americans, the ideal survival team they would build to get through the apocalypse includes Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Chuck Norris, Superman, John Cena, and MacGyver. And I'm like, what kind of, what kind of survey is this? You're mixing, one, you're mixing fictional, fictional superheroes. With living actors, one of whom is 83 years old. Bro, did y'all
2: say Chuck Norris? (laughs) Yeah, he's 80. But,
3: but, and it's like, well, yeah, the ideal survival team would have an invincible superhero who, yeah, who can can literally do, yeah, exactly. I would take him on my team all day. And so I kept reading, I'm like, this, this doesn't make sense. So then I, this is the next, this is the next, uh, uh, the thing they said the the survey also examined the foods people would live off of and discovered that uh canned meat or fish you know obviously it, it seems it's not perishable at 30% uh, would be ideal peanut butter at 26% down hmm. the list were salty snacks and canned beans and nuts but sandwich right there at 13% was was satisfying sandwiches who's who's taken <laughs> Who's taking canned but meats bread, bread. over satisfying? Yeah, I would take... That's how I know they're not going to yeah, make it. If it's I want to so survive rad. the apocalypse, yeah, I'll take satisfying sandwiches and Superman. Yeah, I'll, yeah
4: chicken parm. No you yeah, want the a lap. chicken parm
3: and that, you know, that sounds like a Friday night. That doesn't sound like survival. Uh, then I came across this line. Conducted, uh, the survey was conducted by one poll on behalf of national sandwich chain Quiznos. Which, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding so, me? It took yes, me. It's it, amazing. Yes. It took me half the news story <laughs> to realize I'm reading Quiznos propaganda here. Quizno lazy. Was in a game. <laughs> Look, this lazy is, North Korean. This lazy is amazing, Quiznos bro, propaganda. Bro, this is phenomenal. Like, it, it make the ideal team like, I've got to take Bear grills or, or, you know, whatever. Like, the, the laziest quiz Quiznos propaganda I've ever read. It's like, yeah, I'll take a satisfying sandwich over over canned beans. Oh, oh, oh yeah. shocking. To stop the presses. Let's, let's call the news agency. So, do you believe in what the American people would rather have a delicious sandwich during the apocalypse than nuts? You know, like, give me a break. <laughs> this also, is awesome. Quiznos, I, I literally when I read that I was like I gotta check the date on this. Is, is this some kind of type? Of, I didn't even know Quiznos was still around.
2: I went to yeah, a Quiznos I, I a couple default. months ago. I went to a Quiznos a couple months ago. Was it good? It was. It Did was it still
3: stand. How many are there left? <sighs>
2: Man, I'm not trying to mess my Quizno sponsorship up, but the lady was a little stingy with the little sweet onion teriyaki sauce. I'm just,
3: I'm just surprised they're still in the game. I'm, su- I'm surprised. I just remember it was like one day Quiznos, like you woke up, yeah, and it Quiznos were just nah, everywhere. Look, this and then place the next was day, in
2: the, this was in the most sketchy strip mall place on planet Earth. It was actually, well, I was about to do a show and I was really hungry and not, they didn't have catering. So I'm like, I guess I'll just go to this Quiznos. There was nobody in there but me and the lady, and like it, it looked like it, she had bread stacked up to the top of wow. the ceiling. Like nobody was. I'm the only customer she had the whole day. Because Maybe was whole, it was in business. No, it was in Nashville. Oh wow! Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm like, bro, I, I don't. It's it's the Arby's thing. Like you know how we're like, no one eats at Arby's. How are they still open? It's the same thing yeah. here.
3: They're laundering money. Uh, at least Arby's have his Jamocha and great okay, curly fries. Okay, Quiznos,
1: Quiznos. at one point had 4,000 stores. Mm-hmm. There's now 170. Oh, As of The last downfall year. of Quiznos. So, so. I want to see
4: that documentary. This lady, There's three right by me. There's three right by me right now. And that's the, old, that's the ones in California. There's three, within 16 miles of me. That's crazy.
1: 4,000 closures. Yeah, that's 4, crazy. 4,000
4: plus closures. That's crazy. I wish Still, Subway closed. That would be great. I wish it was a reverse. We had Quiznos and you? Subway. How dare you, Mario? I mean, that's the lowest tier. I mean, they took out Blimpies. They took out their competition. They took out remember Blimpies hey, guys? I, I mean, come Blimpy. on, you know, like Blimpies the was only good. person who could stand up was Publix. And luckily, they didn't well, get taken out. I think there's I'm some Jersey Mike's. There's stuff happening. Jersey Mike's has we'll, a has, we'll has a it, good yeah.
3: has a good sandwich. I don't know if you. I'd rather do Jersey Mike's and Subway. I have a Subway. Mike's Subway just in the has bad. I don't know, give yeah, me Subway just has bad marketing. Well, yeah, here's fire, the thing, but, firehouse here, subs, here's right. a, but here's the deal. Read, there's one. There's one that's in the game that's like. There's no way that we're competing with Jersey Mike's Firehouse level, but we're going to do something. If we're going to figure out a way to make and deliver sandwiches with almost mine it's 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 like they know it, it, they know you're about to call and they have your sandwich ready about to deliver and that's Jimmy Johns mm-hmm. you can order a Jimmy Johns and I I, I don't know how they do it They're, they they have your perfectly custom sandwich at your place of of work your house within minutes it's
2: Oh, yeah. I had Jimmy John's and Jersey Mike's mixed. Jersey. Jimmy John's is the one that I don't like. Jersey yeah. Mike's. I rock with them. But Jimmy yeah. John's, the sandwiches are always cold and like.
0: Well, don't I don't have time to eat them.
2: There's
3: no time for that.
2: Bro. It's, no yeah, and the bread is always hard to me. Like, it's like.
3: Yeah. It's, I'm, again, there's no time to soften it up. Subway just has great locations. Well, because half of them are in gas stations, <laughs> right? And, and
4: then the right. other half, like in the hospital, they just they're in they have them in the hospital. Like it's just like a, it's a it's all a, it's all there.
2: And I'd rather much more have Jersey Mike's. I think the same company that owns Taco Bell owns Subway. Maybe I think or something like that. There's it's, they're they're in a pool with other fast food yeah. chains. I don't know which one it is. Did you ever hear that story about Pepsi how Pepsi bought KFC? Mm-hmm. They bought mm-hmm. uh they bought
4: four stores so they could put Pepsi in them. Yep. Best investment they ever did because nobody wanted to
2: carry Pepsi at one point. Yeah. genius. There you go. It's a fact. That's, that's, that's what, how much money that is that? That was my slice a couple years ago. <laughs> how, how much money is that, Marty? Like, how, what do I got to do to get that kind of money? Be like, you know what? People aren't buying my albums. I'm just going to buy Spotify.
4: 150. That's how it starts <laughs> to get a, to, what do they call those? 150 to get the uh, the franchise going. Start oh, yeah. with the Chick fil A one. Uh, Chick fil A, so.
1: you have to have worked there for years before um, they'll to get it. allow you to And then possibly- like the max
4: salary is like, what, like 100,000, right? No, they do they, better they than They price that. it like a but pastor would, like a pastor with his own salary. Like, hey, you can't get over this amount. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yep. All right. That'll do it for your sandwich update. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> Up next.
2: I'm I'm kidding. Uh, it's, we're still in slices. What do you have, Derek? Uh, Andre 3000 has the longest song to chart on Billboard with his last release. Uh,
1: Something from that flute album, Charted.
2: Bro, hold wow. re- oh, stop! The album's the like number one right wow. now, bro. Like you're not gonna talk about Dre like that.
1: Hey, but I it, love it, Andre 2000. I hate that album though. I, I love hate that it. album, but it charted. Really? At, uh,
2: I like it. Yeah, it's fun. But yeah, I listen to, like all kind of different stuff like that. But this the album peaked at 34 on Billboard, That's and shocking. that song is the first song, the the intro. It peaked at number 90. On the Billboard wow. Hot 100. So, yeah. But it's crazy. It's, oh. it's a 12 a new minute day for song. Flutes. Hey, look. Crazy.
4: Remember, you remember back in the 90s when there were instrumentalists that would just do well? <laughs> yeah. Like Niji. You know, Yao Ming. What, what's that one lady? G? Uh, what's that one lady who NG. just played like the girl, though? What's the. She's an Asian. Oh, she the was green. Yo, yo, ma. Yeah. Yo, yo, The ma. violet yo yo ma. yo, yo, ma. That was a big yeah. one because I just saw her on Kirby Enthusiasm. Then, you know, there's always somebody. There's Kenny G, all these different people. So he's just a new version of that for our generation. I love it. Do I work? I think it's dope.
3: I jump mean, jump you got to listen to something in the elevator. <laughs> hey,
2: right. bro, chill out. It's, a, it's, <laughs> it's, it's chill like out, yoga studio music. It's like
3: spa music.
2: Chill out, bro. Y'all go it, leave. Is very it is very <laughs> spa-like. It's very
3: spa-like. I ain't going to yeah, Listen, when I'm on hold, I got to hear something or else how do I <laughs> know the call didn't drop? I love you know? hearing
4: uh, Michael McDonald on hold.
3: <laughs>
4: like, yeah, heck yeah. Can you stop? <laughs> put me
3: back on pause. <laughs> He's just, <laughs> he just doing vocal riffs. <laughs> He's not even had the lyrics. They're just like, just, just riff, man. It's Just him riffing.
4: Yeah, <laughs> All right, that's funny. All right, Marty, what do you have? Yeah, so uh, my story I don't know if you guys have heard this. Uh, my slice of the week was a story about Sabrina Carpenter. Um, she was from Girl Meets World. Uh, I don't know if you guys know her from Disney fame. So she uh did a music video in a Brooklyn Catholic church. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently they didn't know what they were getting into she she put a bunch of coffins in there she's oh. you know filming a music video for her song i think it's like feather she films this whole music video and the church realizes This was in our church. So the Catholic church gets pissed off. They fire the pastor. They don't fire the pastor. He's on administration leave, administrative leave, um, because they didn't know what they were getting into. Um, And at this point, I mean, this goes to an earlier slice that I had about Doja Cat. Are you really a pop star if you're not offending the church at this point? Yeah, Um, (laughs) You know, so she uh, she she filmed this music video. And she's dancing in a black dress. Uh, she's got coffins around. I think they're her ex boyfriends. And so she did this whole music video. The Catholic Church, uh, the arch, the head of them, like the diocese, found out lost their mind that they would use this church in Brooklyn uh, to film a music video. And uh, now the consequences are all on uh, this poor guy who just rented out the building, not even knowing what was going to happen to so the pastors in serious trouble. And uh, yeah, her video has 11 million views. So uh, great music video and a great song. I haven't heard either and I haven't even seen it, but yeah, great for both. <laughs> and, uh, I, Where <laughs> we go, and uh, you know, what, what happens in Brooklyn happens in Brooklyn, I guess. I don't
3: know. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of on him though, right? He probably should have checked it out before. He should have checked it. should
4: che- I, I feel like you ever get so angry um, at something that you just had that jolt reaction. Like you shouldn't, you go a little too hard Like you just find the news and you're like, I'm going to send the best email. Yeah. I feel like that's how the, the diocese acted towards him. Um, mm. Now it's, <laughs> you know, now the news is really about how they allowed <sighs> this woman to film a music video. Not really about. Uh, why? Like, why? I, I, there's no explanation of why. I mean, he's just more upset that they would film this pop music video inside of a church, I think. Yeah. Is it like, it must be pretty risque, huh? It's not really that bad. I mean, and we're living in an era where I'm like the tolerance is higher. Mm, it's not yeah. that bad, in my opinion. There's little clips I saw online. Um, I don't know if it's really. Uh, I don't know if it's. I mean, I haven't seen the whole music video, so I can't vouch for it. But I can mm-hmm. tell you that the little scenes that I have seen, she's just spinning around in circles with her face. And I mean, this is a Disney star girl. She's yeah, not going to go too hard. That big a deal? Oh no,
2: it doesn't. Like but I think it depends the on made it a bigger what part deal. of the Disney journey she's on. She's not no like shaved
4: head version okay. yet. She's between shape. She's between Britney and uh, Ariana Grande right now. She's in that world. But she's not that oh, pop. Okay. She's not that superstar level. But these stories, I find that the church, is, the church is becoming the marketing tool for a lot of these pop stars to shake things up. Definitely. And I feel like we're falling for it. And that's the saddest part to me.
1: That's what happened with Lil Nas X. He was like, I'm going to exactly. go. Exactly. Be demons and then everybody's going to get offended and...
4: Doja can, like and all these people are using yeah. the church as a marketing tool and we're falling for it yep. and that's, a, that's sad because um, it's the church church unfortunately I feel like throughout music history has never had a, a, a valid stance. They've always just reacted to um the like the what's the, what's the word I'm looking for they just react to the headline they don't they don't do any research they're not talk- like i was thinking about this i don't know if any of you have ever had uh something taken away by like a christian parent you know it's like mm-hmm. i remember my mom running over my doctor dre 2001 cd with her expedition you know like I, oh, wow. that's purple. actually how that's actually how i heard christian rap of all things was because that my mom ran over my cd because she heard the curse words and stuff like that and so yeah. All
1: right. I, I I I never had it taken away. My I just wasn't allowed to have it. So I had to like uh-huh. be
3: secretive. I actually got a lot of good music that way. Friends were like, "Man, my my, my dad's going to find my Green Day CD." It was like, "Sweet, man." I I you know, I've told stories, that, you know, at those at those like Burnings or whatever, where people <laughs> cleanse their home. one with your. F- <laughs> yeah, I, I, I one time, went to the pile before they set it on fire. Yeah, dude, I went dumpster diving uh-huh. one time at one of those, and I came out. I had so many cool DVDs. I got you from even that cleaned thing. up. Like dude, road trip perfection. on DVD.
4: Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. You found road trip on DVD. <laughs> That's a that's a funny like That's a side note But that's a funny like skit To have them about to burn All these CDs And you're like Hold on hold on There's a Limp Bizkit CD here yeah. There's like Dr. Dre yeah. And you're like Alright you guys can burn it Now it's all trash <laughs> See the
2: kids, of, the kids of this time Will never understand that. Ever They'll never yeah. have Oh gosh they don't I just realized
4: that They'll never have it Yeah you can't You can't pull out the NWA CD Before they burn it I'm sorry kids
1: Alright that'll do it for Slices Stay tuned up next Deb Falada joins us listening to citizens song is the nation who stick well relevant has a lot happening this year and we don't want you to miss a thing make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com and we'll send you our top five trending stories into your inbox every weekday we'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes some uh, fan extras and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Deb Falleta. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, she's a trusted counselor and a friend. Uh, we've been publishing her work and her words for years and years. Uh, with the busy holiday season in full swing, we wanted to talk to her about how to stay on top of our mental health during this time of year and some tips on how to set and maintain healthy boundaries with our conversation.
0: Well, it's officially the holiday season. And I think for so many people, that is a really stressful time of year for a lot of different reasons. I'd love to know, do you have any practical tips for how we can get through this season without being totally stressed out? Yeah,
5: it is true. It it seems like the holidays just amplify everything, you know, like everybody's stressed out. Everything's magnified. Schedules are overwhelmed. There's so many obligations. So it's all this external stress that people are dealing with and i think on top of that there's relational dynamics as well when you go to these family gatherings and when you have to write your christmas cards and sum up what's going on in your life and when you're dealing with dysfunctional family members so there's so many things that can really amplify the stress of the holidays but you know when i look at that as a counselor To me, I think the holidays are just like a magnifying glass. They do amplify, but guess what? They amplify what's already in there. They amplify our people-pleasing tendencies. They amplify our, our guilty conscience. Oh, I have to go to this because um, they're not going to be happy with me. Um, the, that feeling of obligation, they, they magnify our dysfunctional families. They magnify our lack of boundaries and self-care. So on one hand, yeah, the holidays are stressful and it magnifies everything. But on the other hand, what if God is using some of that magnification process to challenge us to do things differently, to challenge us to focus on an area of our life that we need to tweak, boundaries that we need to set with family, self-care and soul care, like I like to call it, that we need to start investing in caring for ourselves and making sure that we're not burnt out. Um, And and so while the holidays do amplify the stress, I also think it's an opportunity for us to, to look at it And learn from it and see what we need to change moving forward what we need to pay attention to so that we don't just keep repeating the pattern so maybe instead of seeing it as like holiday stress we should see it as a blessing that we get to see things that otherwise would just be living underneath the surface of our lives in an unhealthy way for far too long
0: what would be a good way then to start implementing boundaries during the holiday season? Because I think some people might think, well, I'll just wait till after the holidays to do that. But how do we like proactive about that?
5: You know, when I think of boundaries, I I, I know we use that word. There's so many words in psychology and counseling that are so overused. And boundaries is one of those words. And I think people don't even know what boundaries mean. I think sometimes people think a boundary is, I'm going to tell you what you should do. You know, I'm going to tell you to stop calling me. I'm going to tell you to stop interacting with me. I'm going to tell you to stop doing this or that. That's not a boundary. That's control. You can't force people to do things differently, but a boundary is how you're going to protect yourself. A boundary is what you're going to do in response. So a boundary would be, yeah, let's say you get five invitations, right? A boundary is not feeling obligated to go to every single one, but choosing the one or two that you want to commit to, the relationships that you want to invest in. And I think in order to have boundaries, especially with family gatherings and functions and friends and coworkers, you have to really know who is in what circle. I always challenge people to draw three circles, your core group, your friend group, and your acquaintance group. And each circle is a level of commitment. If you don't know what circle anybody is in, then everybody feels just as important. Everything feels like an obligation. But when you can understand these people are in my core, these people are in circle two, and these people are in circle three, you can plan and prioritize based on the type of investment that you want to make in those relationships rather than doing it out of obligation so those are just some things to be thinking about as you're getting thrust into the season of obligations and invitations and expectations um who are these people to me what type of relationship do i want to have and which relationships do i want to invest in and which ones do i not need to invest in I, i also think we can something I've been telling a lot of my clients is that love doesn't mean no boundaries. You can love people and honor them, but still learn to love them from a distance. Um, And that means some things you're not going to be able to go to, um, some things you're going to have to decline, some things you're not going to be able to show up to, but that doesn't mean you don't love those people. You can still love people, but there's something called loving from a distance.
0: Um, I do want to talk about, like you mentioned, the difference between boundaries and control. Um, you know, obviously, we don't want to control people, but you know, how can we maybe clarify those boundaries to someone without seeming like we're controlling them?
5: I think again, a boundary is less about what you tell people and more about how you respond. So, for example, when we're talking about Um, somebody who is calling you nonstop and you don't have the time because you've got so many things to do and maybe you feel like this friend is being a little too needy and relying on you for more than they should. A boundary isn't, hey, stop calling me. A boundary is, hey, listen, you've been calling me a lot and I appreciate that you trust me, but I'm unable to give you what you need. So I just want you to know if you call me within this time frame or after this time at night, I'm not going to be able to pick up. And that's a boundary. Something as simple as what it's just what you are going to do. Hey, I really appreciate all the invitations. I really appreciate how you want to include me in everything and every party. Thank you for thinking of me. I just need you to know that with all of the things I have going on in my life, with my need to focus on my family and my children, we're not going to be able to make it to this event this year. It's about what I am able to do. It's what about about what I'm going to do, how I'm going to respond, rather than hey, you guys need to stop inviting us to all these things and expecting us to show up. That's not a boundary. Um, a boundary is you know, thank you for the invitation, but we're not going to be able to be there. And so. I also think it's important, especially for this generation, to realize that boundaries are respectful. It it doesn't mean you blow up at somebody. You don't wait till the last straw, till you can't take it anymore, and then you blow up at them and call it a boundary. That's not a boundary. That's an anger problem, right? Um, I think sometimes our culture, we we wait and wait and wait and wait, and then we explode at people and say, well, that's just my boundary. No, that's not your boundary, because a boundary is something that you give to somebody with respect. It doesn't mean they're going to respect your boundary. It doesn't mean they're going to like the boundary. It doesn't mean they're going to clap for you and say, Oh, thank you so much for setting that. But you set it out of a place of respect. You're respecting them, but you're also respecting yourself. I also think it's important for people to realize that boundaries don't mean cutting people out of your life. There is a time and place for that in some rare cases when we're dealing with extremely toxic people. But for the most part, most of us are dealing with difficult people, not necessarily extremely toxic people that we have to cut out of our lives. I think sometimes because we don't know how to set boundaries, we think of boundaries either I'm cutting you out of my life forever, or you have full reign in my life, full say. Um, but neither of those are healthy. And so I think it's really important for us to learn there's different levels of boundaries. Um, there's different levels of relationships. There's different levels of closeness that people have in your life, whether it be things you're sharing with them, whether it be the time investment that you're making in them, um, the emotional investment that you're making. And guess what? You control all of that.
0: Um, I do want to throw something out to you that like you, like you said, I think our gen or my generation, especially they think it's kind of all or nothing when it comes to boundaries. Um, And it's like you said, it's there's levels or layers to it. I think part something that can kind of get sort of misconstrued is, um, you know, the idea of forgiveness when someone has wronged us, um, where does forgiveness and boundaries sort of intersect?
5: Yeah, I guess for me, um, forgiveness and boundaries go hand in hand. Um, so, so for me forgiveness is me learning to release myself from the pain that you have caused me. That's what forgiveness is. I'm forgiving you. I'm releasing you from the pain that you have caused me. Forgiveness is for us to be free, to be released. There's still consequences. God has consequences for those who hurt us, but we also have consequences, and sometimes those consequences look like boundaries. When I forgive you, that doesn't mean I take away the boundaries. In fact, I have to reinstate boundaries so that I can earn back trust. I've forgiven you. You no longer have power over me. I'm no longer holding that hurt in my life. But in order for you to come back where you were, we're going to have to cross some hurdles to make sure that we can get back to where we were. And those hurdles are boundaries. In some cases, you're gonna do a great job and show me that you are willing to do the work and and heal and restore our relationship and you're gonna overcome those hurdles and we're gonna restore what we had. In other cases, I've forgiven you, but I see you're not willing to do the work and change and you're just standing in front of those hurdles, not willing to do anything about them. And so that shows me that yes, I forgive you, but the dynamic of the relationship has to change. We're going to have to do it a little bit differently until you're willing to show me that you can be trusted again. So I think as a counselor, I see forgiveness and boundaries as something that have to go hand in hand, especially when we're talking about, can the relationship even be restored? Is there any potential there? Well, I'll find out when I start setting boundaries and you honor and respect those boundaries versus setting boundaries and you dis- dishonoring those boundaries. It's almost like the boundaries are a litmus test to show me whether or not the relationship is healthy for me to engage in again.
1: That was Deb Falada. Make sure to check out all the stuff she's doing, but if you want to go over to relevantmagazine.com and search for her name, a lot of good content. Up. Stay tuned, up next, it's Ask the Cast, Holiday Edition, Part 2.
5: You tell brother by the rule, they claim Christ will sit in the fruit.
2: Tell him, him, and him, don't they change faith? All this girl coming from worldly niece? Christian version of the worldly rabbit that I want to be. Anybody that corrects us jealous, huh? Don't tell me what we jealous of. You follow strands, we'll forget you like the other ones. Another one, another one. You're
1: listening to Uninvited and Saint. The song is Girls Don't Cry. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February first, and this season has everything: clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable—choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus's message, turns violent. He's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February first is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. dot com. Okay, we did it last week. We're bringing it back. We're uh, doing an Ask the Cast holiday edition. You guys hit us up with your holiday conundrums, and I will read them to the crew, and uh, they mm. will help you solve your issues. Uh, here we go. Excited uh, to help. Katie. Katie wrote in, says, we have some small kids, and I got one of those Elf on the Shelf things last year. Kids Mm -hmm. enjoyed it, Uh, but now they've been seeing far more elaborate pranks and setups on social media, and I think their expectations are a little too high this year. Mm -hmm. I don't have the time or desire to turn our living room into a Hollywood movie set every night. What do I do?
2: Tell them no.
3: Yeah. I think (laughs) You can't kill off... The, no, the no, that's elf. exactly. That's exactly what has to happen. Oh, look. Hey, sorry y'all, the elf dies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're going to stage one more elaborate Hollywood scene and this one ends tragically. Um, <laughs> you
2: fall off the shelf, bro.
3: That's what I'm saying. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's like I got a prank. Yeah, I, I you cannot just believe you
4: traumatize
1: he, your children forever because yes. you're lazy.
4: Okay, yeah, I got a prank no, for these kids. We
3: pretend a robber came in and took all your gifts, and now you guys uh, have no oh, gifts. Guess what? We're opening
4: up gifts on December 26th.
3: <laughs> and your jo- and children, your job now is to defend the house. Elf wasn't
4: my era or my kids' era.
1: So, yeah, what, I mean, but isn't it the belief is that it's a toy that comes alive at night? And that it's sitting on the shelf watching you to make sure you're well behaved. That is terrifying. If you're not, then it'll report back to Santa.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so the the elf
4: is on the shelf. Yeah, the elf on the shelf is, this is because I just did a deep dive of TikTok. So it sits on the, it sits and it watches the gifts, and you're not supposed to touch it. If you touch it, the magic also leaves. So you don't want to touch it as well. Yeah. So you just watch it. Then the parent's supposed to move it in multiple spaces and be like, "I don't know what happens." It comes alive and at so, night or gets yeah.
1: into mischief and
4: stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and so apparently, oh, like a couple, there's a video that's going viral right now <laughs> where a girl just grabbing it like a little kid, and the whole family like loses their mind. They're like, "No, no!" Kids are crying. People are just losing it because this little like two year old just grabbed it, and they're like, "They're ruining the magic," you know. So that's oh, there's there's a horrific yeah, tragedy last night
3: it appears the elf slipped off the mantle and fell into the lit fireplace and burned alive. Um, So,
4: (laughs) so you're not, so Christmas is canceled kids. Yeah. Sorry.
3: Yeah. I I say
4: the robber still stands. Just, just you give them the gifts the next day and you say, Hey kids, we got robbed.
3: Let them experience a little life. (laughs) There was a home invasion as well as a kidnapping. He was kidnapped. He was kidnapped.
4: (laughs) Nick
1: Travis uh, wrote in. He said, uh, I drew my office nemesis and secret Santa. I mean, I really can't stand this lady. Okay. How do I give a gift that's appropriately festive without revealing my true feelings? Easy. That's an easy one.
4: That's the that's the month. You have to give a month a gift. So it's one of those things where you put like $60 to fruit baskets every month. It's like, why am I keep getting like plums? Like, yeah, you know, like, just it plums just never club.
2: ends. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Overwhelm them. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good one. I, I would need to know what she doesn't like. Yeah. True. That, that would no, be it's really Nick, helpful. Uh, yeah a little more yeah, detail he,
1: some lady probably she's the unfun lady uh, in the office probably uh, the Toby mm-hmm. to Michael Scott kind of it's, thing um, See, I feel I like a right- bunch of
2: Disney stuff like just buy her, like Mickey Mouse like you know what I mean just had to buy her the happiest
3: things you can buy, buy her her stuff it.
2: that doesn't fit. That's how you do well, it. Just well, TA no. Just, just, <laughs> d- just, just, just stuff that's just oversized.
3: oversized. I think the play is a gift card, right? But it's not, it's, it's like a restaurant nobody wants. It. Oh, checkers. Yeah. $25. Quiznos. You <laughs> got
0: Quiznos.
4: $30 Quiznos. There's not one in 10 miles, 30 miles of the city. Uh, that's, that's a good one. Nobody wants
2: Quiznos. $30 down. gift card. I like I it. It's auto parts. Advanced <laughs> yeah. auto parts yeah. Yeah. gift it card. They can't redeem it. Radio Shack?
3: Where am I going to use this? Uh,
2: okay,
4: thank you. Radio Shack's coming Zizzler. back. Sizzler, there's only two in the nation. Great.
1: All right, um, Megan Brown wrote in, every year my family debates whose New Year's resolution is the most unrealistic. Every year my family debates whose New Year's resolution is the most unrealistic. How do I diplomatically handle these annual aspirations without dampening spirits? That's just mean. So what Everybody now? says their New Year's resolution and then we vote on which one is the...
3: Worst? So so what is, say the question again. What, what so, is the question? So she's asking,
1: how do I diplomatically handle these annual aspirations without dampening spirits? So she's trying to say, like, how do I tell somebody in the family that they're, Resolution is The stupid. dreams
4: won't happen, basically? <laughs> Essentially. That's, that's kind of what she's... We, we might need to have a... There's no answer for this except for there's an intervention for this. We need yeah. to talk about you and the way that you see your family. No. <laughs> Yo, this is Emily? Who is this? Who is this? <laughs> girl's uh, name? His uh, name? So know, I have a feeling Megan that her family... we need to talk, girl. I have bro.
2: a feeling her family probably has like wild stuff with no follow-through or no plan. Like what if her family right. is... Like, is that what it is? What if it's that? It could be Probably. that. Like, I'm going to make a million dollars next year. Well, how? Right. I'm going to make it. Yeah. I'm going I'm 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 to make then it by make Amazon, dro- yeah. Amazon dropshipping. We're doing right. Amazon dropshipping yeah. or we're
4: doing uh Now I'm on Megan's side. Now that you said that, Derek, you're right. right you I'm on I'm Megan's saying? side. Like, they probably a are outrageous. Just, I'm going to open up a Quiznos. Yeah, I'm going to open up a Quiznos in yeah, our city. Right.
2: So that, that's what I'm assuming. I don't want to think that she's just the most yeah. miserable person in the world. That's like, hey, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. You can't do that. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cassie
1: wrote in Good and one. said that every year her resolutions are always forgotten by February. How do you come up with a New Year's resolution that's both fun and actually achievable? So she mm. she wants some tips mm-hmm. here mm. for her resolution.
3: Well, I, I think uh, just ma- like if she's just looking for fun and achievable, that's a very yeah. low bar. It's yeah, like, but that's I think honestly that's the key. Like, if you want to common like, sense
1: party mindset, exactly. You if, you lose, all these- if you want to
3: lose, if you want to lose weight or you want to get out of debt, okay, don't don't paint yourself in a corner here. If you're like. I want to I want to watch six movies a month. Great. Easy, easy day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like it. Just keep it. I think the key is to keep it. it If you want to fun and achievable, make something fun and achievable here. You know, absolutely. Yeah.
4: Low level. Let's do some low level goals. All right. Yeah, I like it.
1: Uh, Trenton said that his neighbor's Christmas lights are so bright. It's like living next to a small sun. How can he ask them to tone down the Christmas cheer without seeming like a Grinch? Hey,
2: bro, can you turn down down the Christmas tree, bro? But but like they're on. There's not
1: like a dimmer switch. No, it's easy. It's super easy.
4: Um, I have had to do this myself and it starts and it ends with the Starbucks gift card. And a handwritten note no, and you put it the, in you'd be like, listen, I hate to be this person, but, um, you know, it's directly into my, you lie, of course, right into my children's room, the, the, the light.
3: Um, I love but your, it's your Christmas but it's lights. your neighbor. No. They know that you don't have kids. No, it, you fight fire with fire, okay? You, <laughs> you brighter, <laughs> they, they <laughs> want brighter? You, you, you put flashlights in They to shine, you show, show them some sign, shine. And I'm talking motion detector floodlights around the perimeter of your house. It's going to look like a Supermax prison out there.
4: You're gonna win the. Remember, you were just talking about in your split, uh, your slice about how you know a- a- a being able to survive this world annihilation. Now I understand yeah. why you're one in the three that feel like
3: you're gonna just, just one convenient. Oh, how about this one conveniently floodlight spl- place? One floodlight just shine directly into one of their windows. I think is we'll not knock on the kitchen. door.
2: And say, can you turn the floodlight off? I like, prefer. Just, you know what I'm saying? Aggressive. Like, just be like, it's too bright. Okay, bro. but but let's let's just say,
1: okay, I went through all the effort. I had this big, you know, plan for my Christmas lights. I hung them. It took a lot of work. I'm excited about it. And my neighbor comes up and says, "Can you turn your lights down?" You're, I don't appreciate. Be prepared. I going to be that, like
3: no. Like, but, they, but even suck. if they have the gift card, you have to be prepared. To make a veiled threat against their home. Listen, yeah, tell something happen.
2: and you thought Jesus came back because the whole outside <laughs> was bright, like. But he's gonna be like, yeah. "That's the
1: point. It's Christmas. You need to be more cheerful." That's what.
3: Then the floodlight comes. Then the threats, and I, then you resort to threats I, and the floodlights. Floodlight just- what, and you, and then what you, you want to do? Of their elf on yeah. shelf. Yeah, you want to <laughs> do
4: is you want to go up to them with a child and say, "My daughter." is allergic to light. They're no, like, that's not even your kid. It doesn't matter. A daughter can't <laughs> see. It. Yeah. And that is directly in her room. And, and if you, you don't know, turn
3: it off, I might burn your house down.
4: <laughs> I'm going to break one leg at I a time. the
3: fuse box. Just...
4: That's a yeah. I mean, th- now we're getting to, now we're getting the Home Alone. You know, now we're getting into now I know why you like Home Alone as you're you're getting <laughs> the fuse boxes. There's things happening here, but I think that I think that it's the awkward. I mean, hopefully you either have a best friend as your neighbor or you have your mortal enemy. Yeah. So right. that's that's a risky yeah. that's a risky. Uh, yeah. Or, or you just go it's just you go hard stuff. on inflatables. I'm gonna like just
3: the the entire the every inch of your yard. Is is like peanuts characters reenacting the nativity with inflatable yes, statues out there. See, that doesn't there.
2: help with the light that's shot. He's adding more light. He's adding more fire to the fire. You, want, there, you there, want to be unpleasant? No you want to be unpleasant? There's no solution
3: except for he's adding it, more gasoline. It, it into doesn't this fire. fix
2: his problem. That says that he's <laughs> no, does. worked. Here's how. Light. Here's how. They want they want to blast you it. with lights.
3: All they're going to hear all night is the sound of about 35 uh, little fans and those inflatables going all night long. <laughs> All night long, baby. Oh, We're, like, We're not, not you turning of off. We're not turning off.
2: great. All
1: right. Brittany uh, said that her family is split on uh, what Christmas movie to watch tonight on uh, Friday night. They do a movie night. Uh, the family is split down the middle between It's <clears> a Wonderful Life and Die Hard. Uh, how can they find a the happy Die weekend? Hard.
4: Yeah. I mean, do,
2: do you just life.
1: Does anyone want to go self. right to bed? Yeah. There's other movies.
2: Home yeah, there's other movies, movies happy medium, The Happy Medium because there's action. Medium. Yep, and, and there's other movies. It's a It's yeah. a
3: Wonderful Life is great if you're looking to fall asleep. If you're having yeah, trouble, yeah, that. are two kind of extremes.
4: It. Very true, right? Like one is the the like the G version, and ones the, like they're two extremes.
3: How do you I'm guessing?
1: It's probably parents, the adults want It's a Wonderful Life, and the
4: kids probably want. <laughs>
3: dire, Listen, I'm a the of
4: elderly people
1: who want a, that one. and
3: people might get mad at this. But the the, the, the rule of thumb is nothing in black and white holds up. There's nothing. Nothing from the black and white era. That is. Yes, is they is, have it in color now, Jesse. super boring. They have it in color now. Which That's is my dad right there. That's
4: my dad speaking out of me. I got it in color. I was like, I
3: didn't watch it in yeah, black. and white. to be colorized. It's going to be super boring and just watch something else.
4: Okay,
1: last one. Uh, also, Cassie, uh, maybe she sent in two of them. Uh, she said uh, organizing a family. Christmas photo is like herding cats. How do you get everyone to smile at the same time without blinking, looking away, or photo bombing? I'm assuming she has small kids. Burst. Just got to oh. take a burst of, of, of pictures. And you could Photoshop the good faces. Yeah. I was say final. you do the Michael
4: Scott Photoshop Yeah, yeah That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, that's what we did. We did that with my family. It was 12 people. We did that. Yeah, we photoshopped heads in my family. We literally did that because I think I was blinking. Yeah, because I was blinking in one of the photos that everyone liked. So my brother-in-law replaced my face. I'm like, why am I tan? And everyone else is not tan because I took that one in Mexico. And you guys (laughs) took that in the forest (laughs) in Fort Lauderdale. I don't even That's know really what the
1: funny. point of
3: family photos are anymore. Like we have, we have technology you do, now. You
1: and your wife do the matching outfit photo shoot thing. We did. I have did one do, sitting
3: right here, looking at me, and an. We Oprah did Winfrey do frame. some incredible engagement photos, um, but that was before a time when the, the real talk. If there was like a, if there was like you know, like the Sears Portrait Studio, but it he's was pulling just a guy down, on a laptop. Jesse. You guys, he's pulling it down, showing the screen. Guys, that was on the. The photographer who took that had that on her <sighs> website for quite some time. You're just wearing white? Yeah, it was just a... That's it? Yeah, so I wear a white and button it, down see, and she's a, wearing a... O-
1: OWN Open Winfrey Network frame. It's... it's
4: <laughs> yeah. I
3: thought
4: you said there was matching, though. There was matching one cam, too? Yeah. I there, love that. There, match. Just hold it up. Ooh. Just hold it up. No, no, no matching, not, I know, but I, I was expecting like jeans. flannel. I was expecting like flannel matching. Real talk.
3: Like, Cameron, do you remember a couple years ago, I texted you. Because like that Why photo that you did just showed, have that picture. That's crazy. That photo. <laughs> yeah,
4: there's no family photos next to you, Cameron. Only that photo of Jesse. The how only did Jesse family get photo. Toothpick. As it how did that be? toothpick just appear out of his hand? I didn't even see him pick anything up. What?
3: The, what's <laughs> going on so, over here? Hold on. R- real talk. So the photographer who took that for a long time had that on her website, like advertising her abilities.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously, league.
3: obviously, that photo brought her a tremendous amount of business. It's a good one. No, yeah, it's, it's a good. It looks like now, a lifetime Christmas movie ready I to happen. Mean, who's not? Who's not using her? I have for no
1: family photos in my house, but I have a framed
3: picture as of it Jesse should and Dana as, as most homes <laughs> should.
4: Jesse's a very wealthy man. that comes back to his hometown, and and his wife was, you know, she was in the church. She was a violinist in the church.
0: <laughs> exactly.
3: But, <you> know, lifetime <laughs> lost her DVD passion. cover. Now, remember, do you remember a couple years ago what I texted you around the holidays that it was it was it was a photographer advertising a local photographer advertising their ability to take great family portraits for the holidays, and and it showed up right. in all of our mailboxes. Do you remember that photo that I sent you? No, I don't. It was, it. it was a family, and one of the family members is now a very famous uh, pop star and fashion icon. Oh, wow. oh, Pharrell? It was Pharrell's family when he was in high school, <laughs> and he's wearing, like, the dorkiest leather coat, right? No! And because he's from Virginia Beach and, and, yeah, and that's a awesome. photographer who did like the the Williams family photo when he was in high school. And it is the corniest photo you've ever seen. <laughs> like, I mean, you know how family, you know, how, like it, it, it was like that one Cameron show, just like back in the day where everywhere, where people would take family portraits and everyone, you know, it's all black and white, except everyone's wearing blue jeans and they're blue. It's like it was like that era of family photos, you know. And this photographer had, I guess, found in her archives that she had taken the Williams family photo at one point and was sending it around to drum up business. It was pretty fantastic. That's kind of fly. I ain't gonna lie. That is funny.
1: All right, last one. We'll end with the last holiday, New Year's Eve uh, party planning question. Matt says he's been volunteered to plan the family New Year's Eve party. He has no idea where to start. How do you throw a memorable bash that doesn't end up as a countdown to chaos? I've thrown several New Year's Eve parties question is how big do you want to go mm, you know mm. uh, i don't know you just have a lot of fun have music have merriment what's the question i'm sorry the question he's is just, he just doesn't have any he's never thrown a new year's eve party and he needs food, tips on how to music, throw a good new year's eve party games you got
4: that's that's it yeah like, that's it don't overdo it. Sp- spotify playlist right there you get some pizza screw it or get something food and then you just, that's it. Create an you,
3: environment. You know what always, always does well and, and just be, is, is, you know, those photo booths that you can wear the wacky glasses and yeah, little yeah, those are great. mustaches and stuff. You need to sit straight up, set up. Speaking of portraits, a Sears portrait studio in the house where people can get like family photos done at the mm-hmm, party. Mm-hmm. No, one's not going to love that. You know, like a cool woodland background or like a, a fake fireplace or something and have like a, uh, dude, no one's going to forget that party. They're going to keep those photos forever. I love that.
1: I, I did that with, with some of my Halloween parties over the years. I had like the full backdrop photographer, you know, like did the thing and people would come posing their Halloween costumes and stuff. And it was like professional portraits and stuff.
3: Yeah. That makes for an unforgettable experience. I agree. All right.
1: Well, you guys sent in a lot of questions. That'll do it for Ask the Cast Holiday Edition. Hope, hope that helped. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to mention a couple things. One, the A Very Relevant Christmas playlist is now available over at Spotify. Go check it out. 350 of our favorite songs from amazing indie artists, artists we cover. It's not the usual stuff. Go check it out. A Very Relevant Christmas. Just search for it over at Spotify. Also, head over to relevantstore.com where we are offering 30% off right now. It's our Christmas sale we got podcast swag, amazing statement t shirts, all of our magazine and book archives. Um, well, what's available still. Uh, Go check it out. RelevantStore.com, 30% off. Don't miss it. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. Oh, this is Derek
2: Marner. I'm Marty.
3: I got to dig into this. This is very interesting. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I used to watch Preppers.
5: Relevant Podcast Network.
3: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But
2: you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it.
3: Every time.